Stickered Up, the official podcast of the Cars Tour is on the air. Presented by Solid Rock Carrier. The Cars Tour, the premier late model stock series. Short track racing at its very best. Stickered Up will feature A-list guests, the hottest topics, race previews, recaps, the good, the bad, and the ugly. If it happens on the Cars Tour, Stickered Up is chewing on it. Here's your host, Stephen Dunn. And welcome to the latest edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast with the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Round two of the 2022 championship bout is in the books at Hickory Motor Speedway. Two first-time winners last Saturday night, Chad McCombie on the late model stock car side, William Swalowicz on the pro late model side. Both of those guys sat on the pole. Both of those guys won the race. We'll go to the recap with our friends at Pit Road TV, Tony Stevens and Lenny Baticki. Minnesota's William Sawalich and Wisconsin's Luke Finhouse will lead the field through the KRC Power Steering Start Zone, the Tough Shed 250 for the Solid Rock Pro Late Models is underway. Wow, the Starkey hearing machine with a fantastic start. We'll see if that holds up, but it certainly looked like uh, he just hit the go pedal and went. That was something. Finhouse in second, quite a little bit of a battle with Salas. Oh, look at Caden Quapple there on the outside. Gets a heck of a run on the top lane. Oh, little contact there from Chente Salas. Hello, excuse me, pardon me, I'm here. Quapple to third, Moore trying to make his way forward through there. Thought better of it. Here comes Keevan up top. Keevan now up to fourth driver out of Missouri. Nonetheless, a little fight further back here. Annabeth Crum as well as Tyler Johnson side by side. From I think that was a much better start by Caden Quapple, but look at that. He got that run on the outside, trying to get up to William Sawalich. First real challenge we have seen the sixth car here this afternoon. Wow. And he is still working it on the outside. High, wide, and handsome. And if he knew what his mom's gyrations were happening in the booth next to us, she is egging him oh, on. Big contact off of turn four. Quapple up on the left rear of William Sawalich, and that has damaged the Elkan mechanical Corvette parts car, plus the Starkey Ford of William Sawalich. Well, if what Caden Quapple just did off turn two is any indication, yes. He is not holding anything back. That car was sideways on the gas, and something tells me he let that right front kind of sort out to make sure it wasn't going to become an issue. Now he has an opportunity to try to pounce yet again. If I'm Luke Finhouse right now, I think I'm exactly where I want to be. Nearly a flawless race for William Swalich. Put it on the Molly Pistons pole, and now he'll come out of turn number four. He has fended off all challengers to this point. One lap to go. Just four corners remaining for William Swalich. He'll motor down the back straightaway, ease the car to turn number three, and for the first time in a solid right carrier's cars tour career, William Swalich is a winner here at Hickory in the Tough Shed 250. Caden Quapple finishes second, third to Luke Finhouse, Chente Salas fourth, and fifth unofficially, Charlie Keevan. And William Sawalowicz, the winner of the first of two races at Hickory Motor Speedway on Saturday afternoon into the evening, 
led lap one to 100 coast to coast for the driver out of Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Caden Quapple finished second, Luke Finhouse third, Vincent Salas fourth, Charlie Keevan finished fifth, Logan Jones sixth, Cody King seventh, Tyler Johnson eighth, Jacob Creed finished tenth, Annabeth Crum with a top ten finish in her first event of 2022 on the pro late model side for the Cars Tour. After the pro late models were done, late model stock cars took to the racetrack. We go back to our friends Tony Stevens and Lenny Baticki for the call. The Solid Rock Carrier's pace car has made its way off of the racing surface. Chad Cumbie, the pole sitter, will lead the field into turn number one. And the tough shed, 250 for the late model stock cars, is green. Zach Miracle in the 32 on the outside, getting around Connor Jones. So a new second place uh, runner. But these cats, again, look at the youth movement. Top four of the top five aren't even eligible to rent a car. That's how young they are here at Hickory. Well, that whole thing about patience uh, might be out the window right now. Hefner wants to go forward, and Lane Riggs says, I will fill that hole. Yeah, Spot see? now knocking on the door for fifth as Hefner literally knocking on the door of Chad McCombie for the race lead. Again, Chad McCombie is the leader through the KR seat power steering restart zone. Oh, McCombie may have got snookered by Lane Riggs in second spot. It is a dead heat through turns one and two. Could we have the first challenge for the lead? Look back there. The guy in six right where they're trying to crash is William Sawalich is in the wall nearly. It was, yes, Zach Miracle and others. And we are going to have a yellow flag for Zach Miracle and Connor Jones up in turn number one. Waffle on the inside. Leader is Riggs. We're going green. Lane Riggs jumps in the loud pedal for the KRC power steering restart zone. And this time McCombie on the outside going to try to retake the top spot. Not able to do it just yet, but look at this. Here comes Quapa. Here comes Brandon Pierce down low back there in fifth spot. Seven. Oh, three wide now for what was second with a lap car, Connor Jones. And down the back stretch, they're sideways. One more time. Green flag in the air from Brandon Willard and up front lane. Riggs. He's had the tires cool down, and he is going to give Carson Quapla a run for his money. Wow, Riggs, high, wide, handsome, but not enough traction up there. Not enough oomph in that 99. Not quite enough that time by Quapple. Not quite clear off turn number four. Wow. Contact. I don't know how he saved it after that oh, contact. Oh, and these two keep after it. Lenny Chapman come. He's going to spoil the party. And if the three of them, you've got Swalich right there. He's already won a race here today. It's outside, inside, hammer down, elbows up. McCombie on the bottom of the racetrack, picking up speed here. 20 laps to go. Chad McCombie back to life. Led the most laps after putting on the Hedgecock pole. Lost the lead to Lane Riggs. Carson Quapple, we thought his night was done. But now McCombie takes the white flag from Brandon Willard. And Chad McCombie has got three more corners to navigate before he will claim his very first Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour win. And through the final two turns, Chad McCombie. 
McCombie is a winner here at Hickory. McCombie wins the Tough Shed 250 here at America's most famous short track, the Hickory Motor Speedway. Second to Carson Quapple, Lane Rakes third, William Sawalich, and Chase Burrow, the top five. And we will talk to Chad McCombie on the GSX Hotline in segment two. McCombie, his first Cars Tour win. Carson Quapple, the winner of the Old North State National, comes home second. Lane Riggs with a strong third place. William Sawalich, yes, William Sawalich ran both races, won the pro late model race, solid fourth place finish in the late model race. Chase Burrow, Brandon Pierce, Caden Honeycutt, Bobby McCarty, Andrew Grady, and Carter Langley round out the top 10 for the late model stock car race. 27 cars took the green flag at Hickory. And if you could pick up on that uh, in the broadcast, extremely windy at Hickory on Saturday afternoon. Cold, blustery day. We can only hope that we have better weather when we head down to the Palmetto State and Greenville Pick and Speedway for round three of the Cars Tour 2022 campaign. Brandon Willard has the caution flag flying on this segment of Stickered Up. When we come back on the other side, we'll talk to Chad McCombie, the winner of the race at Hickory this past weekend. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. Furniture for less. Prices 30 to 40% less than the big box furniture stores. Conveniently located, 3301 Richlands Highway, Jacksonville, North Carolina. Call Adam Resnick, 910-540-7157. That's 910-540-7157. For all your furniture needs, give them a call. Furniture for Less, official furniture supplier of the Stickered Up Podcast. Follow them on Facebook at Furniture for Less, Jacksonville. Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. BST. Bryant Shock Technology. Providing proven race winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers safe sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact P.J. Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. This is Justin Johnson, driver of the number 44 per your tank lines, GSX Wraps Chevrolet. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast with Stephen Dunn and powered by Solid Rock Carriers. Green flag back in the air. It's Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast for the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour on the GSX Wraps Hotline. The most recent Cars Tour winner on the late model stock car side, Chad McCombie. Chad, welcome to the Stickered Up Podcast. Hey, man. I appreciate uh, you having me. I tell you what, man, um, you've, you've come out of the gate pretty strong in 2022 here. Um, didn't have the result at Caraway that you wanted, but qualified on the outside pole uh, at Caraway, had some issues uh, that didn't give you the finish that you probably would have gotten if you hadn't had those issues. But, man, you came back with a vengeance at Hickory on Saturday night, sat on the pole, led 120 laps, and captured your first Cars Tour win. Talk a little bit about how that went on Saturday night. Yeah, we, we finally just closed the deal, you know. Um, we, we've had a lot of bad luck 
a lot of really strange things have happened and it kind of stems all the way back to last year. Um, you know, I, I only ran a few select events, um, you know, in some of the marquee events with in late mile stock. And, you know, the one that pops out in my mind is, is, uh, up at the Hampton heat in Langley. I led so many laps, I had just an amazing car and, um, end up breaking with, you know, 30 laps to go or so. So, um, you know, we, we've had speed, um, we, we've worked really hard to, to get our McCombie LA program where it needs to be and um, made some more changes over the off season, uh, rebuilt cars, built new cars, and uh, certainly came out of the box exactly where I wanted to. Um, I'm really bummed about Caraway because I, I did feel like we had a, a really good uh, competitive car there as well. And, you know, we stayed out um, and, and tried to collect some points at Caraway and, you know, ended up doing that, and but it, but in the meantime, uh, really solidified that that we did have a fast car. So so I went into Hickory knowing that that we were going to be competitive and we were going to have something um, to to race with there, and and we we certainly did. So I'm um, glad to get that first win for Robert Elliott, and um, hopefully many more to come. Momentum's a real thing in this sport, so um, I, I really hope that first one is sometimes the, the toughest one to get. You know, one of the one of the changes that you made that you mentioned, um, you know, towards the end of last year, you guys um, teamed up with Marcus Richmond, RNS Race Cars, uh, started running some of their chassis. And if I'm not mistaken, it was an RNS car that put you in victory lane on Saturday night at Hickory. Talk a little bit about what in what went into that decision with your race team to to make that transition over to RNS. Well, you know, we had we had been a, a one track race team or two track race team. We had we had raced so much at Myrtle Beach Speedway and seen so much success with Sam Yarbrough, and I was able to win the four hundred back in two thousand eighteen. And you know, w- when that place went away, uh, we obviously went to Florence, but we decided we really wanted to tour. We really wanted to move around and um, you know f- figure out what else is out there and try to make our whole program better. Um, that was Robert's goal from from day one. Um, and, you know, we, we would go to some racetracks and be quite competitive, uh, I think turn some heads um, when, when people really weren't expecting. And then we'd go other places and, and it was just a constant struggle. So, um, you know, over the off season, we felt like that that teaming up with, with Marcus, um, just the wealth of knowledge that, that they have over there and the success that he's already seen, um, you know, I, I felt like that when we go to these racetracks that we don't have notes on and, and we haven't. Or, or, or a lack of good notes on, um, that's where it was really going to shine. And um, immediately we're, we're seeing the success of that. So um, really, really impressed with his stuff so far and um, the adjustability on it. And, and it didn't take long to, to get the cars working the way I wanted them to work and what I wanted to feel in the car. And um, it, it's turned into immediate success. And some of our fans um, at the Cars Tour, they may not know, uh, you you got you do quite a bit of, of road racing, the sports car racing as well, uh, on top of the Cars Tour. Talk a little bit about how you're able to balance that out as far as the sports car racing on, on a weekend and then have to jump back into a, a Cars Tour oval race the next weekend. Well, I mean, it's all about making a living, right? So, right. Um, I'm still trying to wing it as a race car driver. So, it's um, you know, if, if there's an opportunity there, I'm certainly going to do it. Um, been very fortunate for the last, uh, I don't know, half dozen years to, to drive for Ford. Um, and previous to that, I, w- I was able to drive for Mazda in their program. But um, since I've been been with Ford, I've, I've gotten to actually go overseas and race. We run um, 
some some GT4 stuff over in the UK um, and really tried to, to help sell some Mustang GT4s for those guys. Um, been fortunate to win some races in IMSA um, under the, the Ford banner and uh, ran the last two seasons uh, with a Ford customer team, PF Racing, uh, in IMSA and, and had actually just picked up our first win in that as well as a team um, back in Sebring just the week before uh, Hickory. So, um, again, it's, it's, it's a lifestyle certainly, and, but very blessed to do it. It's, it's so hard to, to be a legitimate race car driver nowadays and, um, really, really blessed and, and so happy that I've been given some great opportunities in my career. Are there any, is there anything that you can, that you can translate or bring from the road racing aspect to the cars tour? I mean, I know they're two different disciplines, but is there anything that you can, that you, you can translate from one to the other? I think anytime you're driving a, a car competitively, um, you know, it keeps you razor sharp. And I think there's a there's a whole nother skill set certainly that that road racing, um, you know, you, you have to have in road racing. And and there are parts of that that I think that you can transition over to circle track racing. Um, I, I do feel like that I'm better now than I was ten years ago, um, and it's just because I've I've garnered, been able to garner that extra skill set. Um, if we could ever race in the rain, um, on a circle track, I, I feel <laughs> like I could really apply some stuff, but, um, no, it's, I do think that, you know, as things progress and we see our sport change and we see more road racing, um, in the upper levels. And I think that's going to be a continued trend. Um, I think it's something that's probably, um, made all circle track drivers that have, that have dabbled in it better. Um, you know, there's a lot more braking technique. There's a lot more going on, um, in a road race than in a stock car race. Um, simply from, you know, the, the, the different aspects of all the racetracks we go to. Um, so it's, um, it's certainly something that I do think can, can translate and help. And the one thing that I wanted to kind of go back and you got to go back a couple years, but, uh, Chris Ragel, uh, had an exhibition race tentatively scheduled for the cars to, I believe, back in 2019 up at Dominion and the road course that they've got up there at their facility. And you were the you were kind of the uh, the guy that he was having a lot of conversations with and trying to get that thing worked out. What would your thoughts would have been in running a late model race at Dominion a couple of years ago in the cars tour if it would have happened? Well, you know, I think that he had the perfect idea um, and, and started out as an exhibition. You know, there's there's going to be challenges to stuff like that. But at the same time, I do think that a slow progression towards maybe continuing to look at that um, is advantageous. I think that as, you know, as a lot of the kids you see come through the car store, they, they all want to move up. They all want to go to the next national series. And, and road racing is a part of, of the big three right now. And I don't, I don't, like I said before, I don't see that changing. So, um, the, the cars tour is, is the most competitive, um, uh, late well, I mean, really and truly regional series, I guess you could call it, but it is, is so competitive right now. And what it takes to win in that series is second to none. So it, to me, it's the perfect venue, um, to, to add road course racing to from a development stage, um, that, that there are challenges and I, I don't. I don't have the answers for, for how we get around that and and how you, you limit costs to be able to make something like that happen. But 
I do think that that it would be a really good move moving forward at some point. That actually leads me to my next question. We're talking to Chad McCombie, the winner at Hickory this past Saturday night on the late model side here on Stickered Up. Chad, talk a little bit about you. You've run um, at all three of the top tier, um, although it's been several years. Now you're running full time in the Cars Tour as a Tour and Twelve member, and you kind of alluded to it. The competition, the Cars Tour, uh, is elite. How does how does the Cars Tour stack up to competition wise? To you know, helping these guys get ready to run a, a truck series or an Xfinity series. Man, I I think it's an excellent step. Um, I think that in fact when I made that transition back in the the mid to late 2000s, I feel like that where late mile stock racing was then to where it is now it has been a big, big jump. Um, it's ultra competitive that the technology has just trickled down and, um, you know, what, what it takes to be competitive in a late mile stock car, particularly in the cars tour, um, is not the same as it was you know, 15 years ago. So, um, the, these guys I think are immediately ready, um, to, to jump right in and be competitive. Uh, you know, I, I used to think maybe there was a couple steps in between, but, you know, I, I think a guy that's competitive in the car store can, can jump right in um, to one of the big three series and, and be competitive immediately, especially on, on short tracks or, or some of the, you know, more mile type racetracks. So um, I, I think we see that, you know, we, we see a lot of guys that had success last year that they're having success, you know, whether it be an ARCA or trucks or, or, or Xfinity. So, um, it's it's pretty amazing what uh, Jack and and Keely and everybody at the car store have been able to do with the series. There's a level of competition, and, and I've talked to a ton of drivers, including yourself. Man, it it's so hard to win at the car store level. Does it just make it that much sweeter on Saturday night when you actually were able to take a deep breath, get out of the car, and and wave that checkered flag at, at start finish line on Saturday? Oh, certainly. You know, I think that. You know that all the big marquee late model stock races are, are you know, second to none as, as far as how competitive they are. But you, you get that every week in the Cars Tour. Um, and you know, if if you go um, to to some of these other venues and run their their big races um, and their their big money races, like usually it's a, the Cars Tour regulars that are up front. It's, you're racing against the same guys. Um, the the difference is, I think that. You know, there's there's 20 guys that that are winners. Um, right. You know, maybe on the local level, maybe maybe more. But um, you know, that's the reason you see so many different winners. And, and certainly, people get on a roll and they win m- more than one cars tour race. But um, not more often than not, you, you you see multiple multiple winners in the series just because it's hard for somebody to to be that good at that many different racetracks. Um, you know, and, and just smoke the field. That doesn't happen anymore. So I certainly hope I can change that this year a little bit, but um, but it, it, it takes a tremendous amount of work and effort to get there. Absolutely. We're talking to Chad McCombie, winner of the Tough Shed 225 at Hickory Motor Speedway this past weekend. Chad, one thing that I wanted to ask you about and, and some of our, our younger listeners, uh, your younger competitors may or may not know, uh, Chad McCombie uh, was also a movie star at one time several years ago and, and played the role of Dale Jr. in the ESPN movie 3. Um, 
And I think that's one of the probably one of the coolest things as far as kind of a backstory. Talk a little bit about how that all came about and, and how you got to portray Dale Jr. in that uh, made for TV movie. Well, at that particular time, um, I was just a, a late mile stock driver at Myrtle Beach. Um, I just came off of a, a couple of Allison Legacy championships and um, getting ready to go to or I had started college in UNC Charlotte trying to figure out how I was going to make it as a race car driver. And, um, I was at Andy Hillenberg's driving school when, and he got the contract to do all the cars for the movie. So, uh, the, the whole, everybody, the production came through and, and were having meetings and they happened to see me. And I guess they were having a hard time finding a, a California kid with a, with a natural Southern drawl. So, <laughs> um, it, I went and read some lines with them. They asked me to come in and, and it worked out great. Um, I had no idea what I was doing, but at that particular time, I needed something that was a, some name face recognition. Um, you know, the last thing I wanted to do was was be on camera and, and, and be in a movie. But it was a it was really really cool. It immediately helped me with with any public relations stuff. It helped me with on camera time. It helped me, you know, to develop skills that that I wasn't necessarily ready for as far as interviews and 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 whatnot so um it was a really really cool experience um you, you don't realize all what goes on into one of those productions until you're part of it and it's uh, it's it's a bit overwhelming but um yeah that was a long time ago things have uh, things have certainly certainly changed a lot and uh but it was a great experience and and something that that one day will be one of the coolest things I've done, I'm sure. And and that's the one thing that's kind of what reminded me of it on on Instagram over the weekend. You posted a picture in Victory Lane, and Dale Jr. actually commented on it, congratulating you on the win. Do you have a relationship with Dale Jr. at this point? Yeah, I mean we we, we send a message every now and then, and and keep in touch base. Um, we I, you know obviously I I made sure that. Um, to, for Andy to reach out to him when we were doing the movie, I wanted to make sure that he was okay with it. Um, but since then, we've always had some kind of small correspondence, and um, it was uh, it, it was a really cool thing. I, I was I was nervous about doing a good job with it. Um, you know, obviously wanted him to be happy with it, but I, he was super cool about it. Hey, man, go for it. You know, so um, hopefully, you know, I think that that racing gets his car every now and then. Um, he'll reach out and. And, uh, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit, but, um, yeah, who knows, maybe at some point, you know, there, there'll be another option to come along on the, on the movie stuff, but I think I'll probably just stick to the stunt driving <laughs> if, if that's the case again. Well, well, Chad, again, uh, you know, two races in, I know it's very early in the season, a, a long 15 round, uh, battle, uh, to be to be crowned a champion, but you sit uh, you sit top five in points. You've got a win under your belt. Um, what's the expectations? Looking forward to Greenville next weekend. I think we can just go there and and, and try to have another solid day. Um, to be honest, um, Greenville and 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 um, and Goodyear All American are are two of my favorite racetracks to go to. Uh, the next two on the schedule. So I think that. Once we get past uh, the, the month of April, we'll probably know, you know, kind of how our season is going to shape up and, and try to adjust plans accordingly. But uh, the best way to take care of the future is to take care of the present. So we're just going to be all eyes forward at Greenville, um, go there and, and do the best we can. And I, I hope that we're, we're just as competitive. I don't see any reason why we wouldn't be. Um, it's a little bit different of a racetrack than, 
than we've been to in the first two uh, tour events, uh, you know, with new equipment. But again, I'm, I'm really confident that, that Marcus is going to shoot me in a, in a great direction just as he has these first two events. And um, Greenville's been a good place for us, you know, personally in the past. So hopefully all that combined will, will net some results. Well, Chad, I know it takes a, a lot of people, a lot of effort to get you to the racetrack each and every weekend. I want to give you an opportunity to thank those people, thank those sponsors that make it happen for you every weekend. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, all the thanks goes out to Robert Elliott, what he does for Sam and I and the entire McCombie Elliott program, um, you know, bringing Aaron's on board uh, for their support and heritage trucking. And there's there's so many volunteers. Uh, it's usually just Sam and I at the shop, but, um, you know, we've got guys that have been with us for, for quite a long time that, that are, that are you know, put a lot of effort into our program. And um, that, that win this week is all of them. Um, you know, they're, they don't get paid. They just show up and, and work their butts off and, and, and text me with how they think, you know, we can get better and things they saw that, that maybe we need to start doing. And, and that's what makes all the difference in the world. So, um, really glad to get that win for Robert. Um, he's done so much for us and, and I think to, to win at this level, um, is exactly what, what he wanted to, to, you know, pursue this team for. So hopefully we can just keep doing it. Chad, congratulations on your first career Cars Tour win this past Saturday night at Hickory. Best of luck to you at Greenville uh, next weekend. And uh, as I remind every one of our guests, uh, you keep winning, man. You can keep coming back on the show. And if you want a standing invitation, just keep taking those checkered flags, bud. Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me. That's Chad McCombie, driver of the Aaron's Ford. Brandon Willard has the caution flag flying on this segment of Stickered Up. We'll come down pit road, and we will be back with Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxborough, and not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Hey, this is Chad McCombie, driver of the number 16 Aaron's Ford in the Cars Late Mile Stock Tour. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. White flag on this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Two races in the books for the 2022 campaign. We take a look at the late model stock car 
Championship point standings after two events. Carson Quapple in Junior Motorsports sit atop. They're seven points ahead of Caden Honeycutt. Chase Burrow is third in points. Our guest here on the Stickered Up podcast today and most recent winner, Chad McCombie, sits fourth. Brandon Pierce, Lee Pullion Performance, is fifth. Carter Langley with Justin Johnson Racing, sixth, sixth in points. Bobby McCarty, the three-time champion, currently seventh. Connor Hall in eighth. Three-way tie for ninth between Lane Riggs, Andrew Grady, and Trevor Wool as we head into Greenville Pickens next weekend, taking a quick look at the pro late model points. William Sobolowicz, the winner at Hickory Motor Speedway this past Saturday night. He is one point ahead of Caden Quapple, the winner at Caraway. Luke Fenhouse is third. Austin McDaniel, fourth. Logan Jones is tied with Austin McDaniel in fourth. Tyler Johnson, sixth. Jeff Batten, seventh. Cody King, eighth. Charlie Kevill is ninth. And Vincent Salas is in the top 10 in the championship standings on the pro late model side. Again, we head to Greenville Pickens next weekend, uh, Friday, April the 8th with practice day, 2 o'clock. It starts late model practice. They'll go alternating practices until 6 o'clock. And then Saturday afternoon, they'll be back in action on April the 9th. General admission tickets, $20, $25. Trackside parking, $25 per vehicle. We will preview the Career Tank Lines 225 presented by Harrison's Workwear next week in our edition of the Stickered Up Podcast. Could not do it without our partners here. Solid Rock Carriers, Thrifty Tire, BST Shocks, Furniture for Less, and Pit Road. We greatly appreciate your continued support of the Stickered Up Podcast and would not be possible without our friends here at Broadcasting Experts, Dave Perkins, Morgan Patrick. Uh, Until next week, that is the checkered flag on this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast. Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of Stickered Up will be available wherever you download your podcasts.